Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into an edition of Apples to Apples. That is for now two thirds full, but will be completely uh, packed to the rafters. If it's you know. uh, I might be eating through most of this if you don't mind. It takes you that long to eat. Actually, speaking of eating, I I'm not trying to be this. That would have been a funny joke. It was okay. not a joke. Um, I was uh, I have something to do with you and eating and food to, to bring up. Um, All right, you want to do it early? Probably the time we we should do it. I don't. It sounded like you had something to say, but no, I'm just gonna I'm just starving. I just got home, so I mean I I I, I don't eat as much as I used to when I was super fat. Now that I'm just pretty fat. I still need to eat, but I don't. Yeah, eat. that's sort of the joke I said I could have made, but didn't. I used a little okay. self-control because I, I know you've been working on it. Yeah. For you. Although you, um, I, what I'm eating right now, you would never know. Well, if I would never know what you're eating right now. No, if you saw what I'm eating right now, you wouldn't know that I'd be working on it. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what happens, you know, when you you coach a hard. Well, I don't even know if it was a hard fought game. I, I guess I should well, say. Uh, eleven to four, but uh, did you win? Yep. Okay. Won. So I was gonna say if you lose eleven to four, that that's hard. But if you win eleven to four, that might not be quite as hard. I think we won. I think we won seven in a row. Well, twelve of them have been this week. So uh, the last two weeks, I think I think we we've, we've got six games so far in a week, in two weeks. That's and two more. That is, I mean, that's that's baseball in Minnesota for any of you out of state. Uh, yeah. Below the Mason Dixon line listeners. Um, Although I do have a feel good story that uh, I've actually two stories about my baseball uh, to share one pertaining to the show. But I don't know when you okay. want to get it. Well, let me let me intro the show. I have something to say about your eating. That'll yeah, go ahead. Just to when Sam's ready and then you can tell the stories with Sam's here. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. As always, this is Apples to Apples. Uh, you found us one way or another. You can always find us on Spotify and all that stuff. And, and you know all that. That's like every other good podcast out there in the world. But what's more important is where you can find us if you are in the Twin Cities area. And that is on WFNU 94.1 FM Frogtown Community Radio. There's an LP in there somewhere. I'm not exactly sure where. We are yeah. live every Saturday morning. Oh, Sam's ready. 7 a.m. Central, as soon as I'm done, I will add him in. 7 a.m. Central, Saturday morning. And then 1 a.m., technically Sunday, but Saturday night, moving into Sunday, if you're up that late, which you are, you being dad. uh, That's the other time you can find us. But we are one of many incredible shows on the network, so check us out, 94.1 FM. Uh, If you're in the area, if you're outside that radius, if you will, wherever you are, or you just aren't in your car, or your car doesn't have radio anymore, that's entirely possible, I feel like, in 2023, uh, WFNU.org, I believe, is the website. It's an org. It is. It is. Yep. Uh, Where you can stream it, or they have an app. WFNU uh, has an app. Just You can always go to their website. It's got a link to the app, or just search it up. Um, Was it the Live 360 app? No, that's gone. It's that's gone. I don't they use have, the app. Obviously. They have their own app now. I thought they did, but I wasn't 100%. That's why I didn't say it until the very end. I, I thought they WFN, did. It would, it's called the WFNU app. Weird name, I know. Yeah, I wonder where they came up with that. Um, I don't know. So that's us. Um, I thought it was weird. Why don't you, Dad, tell people about Connor? I feel like it's been a while since we've heard from Connor while I add Sam. Well, last week we had a uh, live show, which um, you could have listened to last week after our repeat show that we did uh this week well the interesting thing is i just breaking news uh we weren't going to do a show this week because he was going to vancouver cool Uh, apparently the vancouver trip is off and we will be doing a show friday which means right after this show on saturday as you're listening you'll be able to hear the replay of the friday show now i can't tell you what's happened on the friday show because it's not friday that would make sense. I have to say, um, we're not very professional in many, many ways. I am, but go ahead. Have we started said, it, by the way? No. We, I, you know what? We actually have, and I was about to give us a. I, I was about to give all three of us a little bit of credit. Um, we're definitely not individually professional, but I think collectively we we can't. We normally are not. Sorry, I said that backwards. Individually, I think we're very professional in our own rights. Collectively, we're totally not. Uh, 
Sam, whatever he's doing right now. Like what um, is going on? So I, I don't know. Testing one two. Can you hear me? No. Yeah, and, yeah, and the the chair and the seal that's in there. Oh, I, I shut my cupboard. I mean, can a man shut his cupboard or not? You guys so want a mozzarella cup. stick? I'm too full. I would love one. Oh God. So what I was going to say yeah. is we're not professional. That last 15 seconds being proof of that. Right. Um, but I have to admit, the way and the timing and the seamlessness with which with which we just executed that intro. I'm a bit proud of us. Oh. Sam had to join Lady Saving the World. Uh, I perfectly ended my intro at the perfect moment to then hand it over to you to do a very professional well, overview of Connor coming up while I got Sam on the line. Sam came in. You never even knew he wasn't here. And can and I fact paint I made a, a joke about him yet. And 30 minutes prior to all of this, a grown man almost 60 was sitting on a school bus in baseball pants which should never happen so yes i mean I, that it's happens what like 15 times a year now so too, too many it, it's it's happened 15 in the past two weeks yeah I, we're, <laughs> we have we have five games this week i've only i only had to be on a bus this was the second time and then we're home the next two games last week we were on the bus a couple times but yeah we it's it doesn't matter, bus or car, I should not be in baseball pants. But So, I, I had mentioned this to Dad when we were wasting time. So, yeah, but I was having a discussion with somebody over the weekend. Okay. Um, and I, I brought up Dad and a story about Dad that I wanted to re-raise on the show. Because I'm not oh, sure you've ever talked about good. it on the show. Oh, wonderful. So, you said you were eating Dad. Would you say that one of your favorite foods is the olive? I like olives. Black, You're a big olive fan, right? Black or green, I don't. Yeah. I don't mind either. So I don't. I don't. I not like pimentos though. I, I know that. Uh, so somewhere over the weekend, someone had a, a drink with an olive in it. It's a standard thing, and we were talking yep. about olives. And the person was like, "Honestly, I only get this because I kind of just like the olives at the end. They're like a treat, blah blah blah, whatever." And I mentioned somebody oh. liking olives, and I, I told. I set the world I, record on the show. I think. Well, I don't know. Did that happen on the show? That's what I was going to I want to say it was. Well, I was going to tell I told a twofold story. One, when we were at a wedding, a beautiful wedding in Naperville, Illinois, and you don't drink for those who don't know that. But the rest of us do, uh, partially because we have to put up with you, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, And every time we'd go to the bar to get a drink, you'd ask us to bring you olives. Yep. True statement. And then later on, we discovered that you felt you could set the world record for the fastest eating of a can, not a can, not a jar, but a can of pitted black olives. And we looked it up, too. You told me what it was. Okay, if we've done this on the show, then... I don't know. Maybe it wasn't on the show. We probably probably did. I don't remember. I I have a vague recollection of me... Me and Dad shirtless, me sitting on Dad's lap at our living room yep. table on air, and Dad eating a lot of olives. Yeah, so I thought we did it on the show, but maybe not. Maybe it was after. But uh, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone how I, I absolutely crushed the record? I don't know if we ever did, but I remember I do remember discussing it, if whether it was on the show or not, and looking it up and thinking to myself, yeah, you could probably eat them that fast. I did. I mean, I flat out broke the record. <clears throat> Guinness book should be at our house giving me something. I think you have to do it in front of people, but I did. I was on. I, not, not only did I break the record, I did it with someone on my lap. Or wait, was I on your lap? Um, I, you might have been on mine in case I need to give you the Heimlich. Yeah, that's true. So I broke the record and added a twist of sitting on a another grown man's lap. I think that's. I mean, wow, I mean, that might be the first you've called me a grown man. I'll take it. Well, I mean, you live alone and have a job. <laughs> I, what am I going to say at this point? Does uh, does Mrs. Apple's apples like olives? I can't remember. Yes. So well, that, that that disproves the olive theory. Well, mostly the Greek the version. olive theory. Mostly the Greek version. I don't. I, you do like different olives. I actually. She does not like that. black olives, but she likes the Greek ones. I, All right, well, then the olive theory might be in play. And then There's the, no way you have any idea what he's talking about, do you, Dad? What? The olive theory? No. The olive theory is that, and then there's a there's a contrasting or comparing pickle theory. It's a bit more popular with the younger generation. I don't mind pickles. Where, okay. 
in every relation in every perfect relationship one person likes olives or pickles and the other person does not they hate olives or pickles that's the oh. theory i like both you just said you hate pickles didn't you i no, i i don't no, I didn't say that. I Maybe said she hates pickles. I no, know. mom loves pickles. In fact, That's what we, I just, thought. I, I, we just got a new jar of baby gherkins at uh, Cecil's. So uh, mom does not like black olives. You guys do like different olives. Which I think. Well, I like them both, but she likes the Greek olives and I don't mind those. But I don't think you wouldn't go to the store and get a thing of Greek olives and eat them like you would black olives. You uh, we. Oh, well, I don't know that I could eat that many Greek olives because they're a little tangy. But, I mean, we do go to the... I store. actually just ate, like, 20 Greek olives myself. We do buy, like, you know, you how they have the Greek olive bar or just they have them... Oh, yeah, that's the best. We do buy that, yes. But I, I haven't uh, eaten dinner yet. We may need a... I'm getting pretty hungry. We do. We do, I went down... First of all, if to, to break that record with greek olives would cost me no that's impossible it would cost me 250 dollars on top of the fact that i and and like your every ounce of probably positive movement you've made on your health in the past five years yeah no that's true i mean i'm getting a lot of a lot of you don't look that bad in baseball pants compliments now so that's i mean which means i'm still fat and look bad but i'm getting a lot more not that bad and i always instead of thanking him say that means i actually still look bad it's just not that bad so i have a i have a new i i nothing will ever compare to the first new york grocery store i ever took you to oh Uh, manhattan grocery store i should say manhattan grocery stores for those of you that don't know are an interesting beast because they don't have the the footprints obviously of your suburban grocery stores so they have to use their space very creatively they still have like all the stuff it's just like crammed in and they're True. oftentimes dark because of that but every once it's, in a while you get you get one that's a little special um and the very first grocery store i ever took my dad to who has an affinity for them um is perhaps genuinely all around when you consider all the variables perhaps the nicest grocery store i've ever been to yeah uh, so i have another one it's competitive it's not quite the same oh where i'm going with this is they have a a a phenomenal olive bar, olive and pickle bar. So, Chelsea Markets maybe. somewhere. A little bit further south, but uh, yeah. but but no. All right, um, the Chelsea Markets hard to beat. Now, granted, they don't have just groceries there. It's not really a grocery store, but no, it's not real. But they, they got have, the whole butcher in the basement. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, it's a market stupid. that has lots of stuff. But you're right. That's um. Anyways, okay. Um, um, I got a story to tell you about this show. Go ahead. Uh, the last time we were on the air. I tr- I was giving, I was going to teach you and you, that's you two, and Coach Brian Myers a lesson on negativity and how if I speak the truth and the truth is negative, it just means the truth is negative, not me. I'm not being negative. And, and I said it's not. And uh, Coach Myers decided at our batting practice to put apples. All of a sudden I hear Brickhouse on the PA system. And I'm thinking, oh, he's playing the song. And then all of a sudden I hear Drew open the show. I'm like, oh, my God, you're going to play this? So he's playing the podcast in front of everyone on the field, right? And then all of a sudden he hears, and I got a bone to pick. I got a bone <laughs> he hadn't to listen to it at all. He hadn't listened to it. It was oh, the first so time. And all of a sudden he hears, and everybody's listening. He's got it blaring, and everyone's giving me crap. Oh, yeah, the podcast, blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden he hears, and I got to listen for you, Drew. You, Sam, and that Brian Myers guy, and he goes, oh. and he goes, oh my god, and he go, and then they all start laughing, and he goes, I think I'll <laughs> listen to the rest at home. I go, yeah, I said that's wise because you were about to get ripped in front of everyone and anyone that could listen. I so, am very happy then. I didn't say what I was about, what I was going to say about another fellow coach of yours. Um, he already knows you're on him about uh, all the time. Coach well, Thompson. I mean. Yeah, uh, Coach Thompson, I'll say it right now just in case Brian plays it or Coach Myers plays it. And then all the other coaches will be on there. Well, I'll probably get thank you texts from all the other coaches. But um, in your defense, Dad, I don't think Coach Thompson should have uh, you guys wearing baseball pants in the first place. 
No, we I think have, you have to. Yeah, don't that I, I don't in want the, to, in in the college in the college in the high school league you have to. Yeah, uh, I don't want to defend him on this. We don't have a choice. It's part of the uniform. I don't have a choice. Um, I know. I you stand guys, by it, and I think it, I, I think this will be relevant as we get into the topics of tonight's show. And I have a different topic unrelated to the more important topics that I want to start with. But um, I'm not against negativity in general. At times, it is absolutely warranted and granted. I think what we established at during the last Before show. Before we get it, too far into it, I, I have a quiz for you guys. But then, I was going to say a different approach. Well, I, I, I'm going to say this and then we don't. Listen, I'm not saying that when you lose, everything's okay. That was not what I was ever trying to say. If my opinion, if I just say, "Hey, the uh, this team sucks," but they're in, but they really don't. Well, that's just me. That's being negative. If I state the truth that they're gonna lose and they lose, it's not the result is negative. It's not my fault. And that's never been my problem with, oh, with well, how you all, approach. It. Well, my problem with when you approach it is you just refuse to acknowledge when there are positive things i, I am seeing none but go ahead i get that and that's i think with the discussion we had i guess it was two weeks ago now is like to you there is no positive unless you win a championship i okay. think there's positive along the way and that's I've a got, fundamental difference and we don't need to do this all over again no we're not i got a quick quiz for you guys so uh sammy's familiar with uh with uh player by the name of Blake Fritz. You remember Fritzy, Sam? You coached him? Yeah, I've, I've seen the videos. Oh, you have. Oh, then I was going to give a Or video, I guess. Drew, do you know what I'm talking about? 248 days, is it? Drew, do you know what I'm talking about? I, I do. You guys have a very strong social media presence. Oh, credit, right. credit to whoever does that. I was so going to give you a quiz to yeah, see what happens. Very strong social media presence, but poor uh, photography presence. Well, I, I mean, no one... <laughs> Yeah, it was someone's phone. It was actually his mom, so don't rip his mom. Um, well, I, his mom. Well, she's, a, she's a lovely lady. I've got nothing against her. I, don't you guys have seven managers that can have a real camera to film? does feel like an at-bat that probably should have been videoed, and if it went poorly, you could have just never done anything. I, I'll, I'm going to quickly set the scene, and then I won't do the quiz, but I'll say what happened. Uh, first of all, we had... It was 248 days ago he completely tore his ACL and had reconstructive surgery. So if you do the math, he's way he's back way ahead of schedule anyways. It was the very first day of football. He missed all of football. He missed all of basketball. And uh, he's been working hard, working hard, working hard. We got up. We got a 10-run lead or 12-run lead. I don't know what it was. And we're thinking, okay, today's the day we're going to put Fritzy in to hit. Remember, he completely, I mean, so anyways, he goes to the plate. So we quickly tell his parents, hey, he's going in. So they get the camera ready. First pitch does not look very good. Swings and misses. Second pitch, he falls it off. Then he he works the count 3-2. And I, trying to figure out if he walks, we got to get someone to run for him, right? As I'm figuring it out. Can he not run? I'm not trying to be funny. Can he not not run? Well, uh, he actually can, but I, 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 we didn't know really how well he sure. Next, as I'm trying to figure it out, all of a sudden you can hear, you could just hear the bat, and I'm like, oh my god, he just hit a home run. <laughs> His first time back, he hits a home run. Uh, oh. there was, there was There's not a dry, that much excitement. There was not a dry eye in the house. He like then he got to home and kind of just buckled because he couldn't believe it and he you know the players are crying he's crying uh the, all of our fans are crying now their fans didn't find the humor in it they thought we were mocking them so did we they had, really yeah they re- they didn't know what was going on we had to tell the coach the umpire was yelling at coach myers we had to tell the coach hey this is what happened he's like oh okay well their parents still didn't find it funny and actually called uh our school and so we were making a mockery of their fan their players well they made a mockery of their team by losing by 10 so yeah they, yeah so all hey, right i so guess what were they like they thought because we were up by 10 and i mean it, if you watch the video there's players running all I, over yeah. the place. no yeah. one knows no one knows what to do yeah. he's everybody's they didn't see the part where they're all crying you know they're all hugging them everyone's screaming and yelling um That's unbelievable so then we decided so here's the crazy part. 
so I mean, first of all, what a, I mean, you I'll never you'll never see something like that again ever. I mean, that's just I don't care if you win the state tournament. So we're like, well, we got to DH him the next game. His first at bat, he hits the center field wall for a double. Next at bat, hits the center field wall for a double. Like, what is going? This kid doesn't even have a knee. Uh, he is. I I want. Well, he's got like a. He's like got the million dollar man knee. knee. Yeah. He finally got out. Like he flew out to deep center. Uh, and then he got another double today. He's got. Three doubles and a home run in three games after That's coming back. Funny. It's the craziest thing you've I ever I guess your seen. question of is he going to be able to run has either been answered or you don't have to worry about it because he's well, going to halfway. Then it's Bob, like, Sam's, Sam's co-coach, Sam's, uh, the coach Sam was referring to, Bobby. Blake's on second. There's a little blooper to right. He sends him. I'm like, I want you got and uh, to test the knee out. So he's been running, sliding. Craziest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. That but, is pretty funny. Yeah, so. Anyways. Um, I was going to quiz to see. I was going to give you three endings and see if you could figure out what happened. No, to Sam's point, credit to your social media presence. It was. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I, I saw pretty obviously. I mean, in a, in a good way. You guys, would, um, this is the maybe the twin. Our number nine hitter. Yesterday hit a two-run homer. Today hit a grand slam. Maybe the Twins want to start thinking about uh, mixing their lineup up. And the, it's the first of all, the Twins have a horrible lineup, and I that I is mean, negative. they're terrible. But we'll get to them. You want to start there? Uh, I was not going to start there because right, it's start a, where it's you want. So long, and I feel like there's three other more important, not more important leagues. I mean, it depends on how you feel about sports, but I mean, like. The, the, the other three leagues are at more critical junctures. I, I actually, I'll, this is a common, I think, uh, this is how I look at, like, my year of sports in terms of what I, like, how I watch. I watch, obviously, football when football's on. Then um, basketball, hockey, roll around. They don't really interfere with football, whatever. But let's fast forward to, to basketball and hockey playoffs. I watch those. As long as the Minnesota teams last, which normally not that long, uh, and almost always right around that same time is opening day. I watch opening day because baseball's back and it's exciting. I watch maybe two to three weeks. Then we hit playoff time if the if the Minnesota teams are in it. I watch the ten days that they probably last. And the good news is as soon as that's over, we have the NFL draft. And then I watch the NFL draft. And then I take, like, a two- to three-week, like, cleanse in a way. Because I just can't convince myself bad, good, anywhere in the middle to, like, assess any baseball team in May. I just can't do it. I just don't – like, at this point – the Twins are a handful of games above 500. They're leading the division. Cleveland just lost again, even though we lost to Like, cool. That's great. That's fun. I agree with you. It's a flawed roster in a couple places. So we'll get there. Sam's clackering all over the keyboard. And I just can't get into it. So moral of my story being, yeah. uh, the three things I just mentioned take importance over the, like, that mid-April to mid-May portion of the baseball season. And then summer rolls around. You're like, oh, baseball in the summer. That's that's fun. I enjoy that. But, um, Hard to we'll talk baseball. twins. I find them to be th- very unimportant at this point of the year because there's 135 games left. And it's 45 degrees out. So why am I going to watch baseball? So let's start at the draft is where I'm going with this because I think we can probably get through that rather quickly. And there's a few interesting stories. So... We'll talk about the, the Vikings, obviously, but I think we, let's talk overall draft um, a bit first. So Bryce Young goes first. That was sort of the the odds-on sort of favorite for that. Not not much of a surprise to Carolina. Uh, people are trying to hype me up about Carolina. Can't do it. Um, Houston takes C.J. Stroud second overall. Uh, there was a lot of rumors that Levis would go there. We'll get to him in a second. It doesn't. I he think that was Ohio State. Cool. What I was it? Just, I think they just planted those rumors. I don't think it was. Well, it happens. All, it happens every year. But I think there was genuine steam behind it. But then, but then, Houston decides they're going to trade back up into the third pick. Now, here's what I. That's think an interesting this. concept. Uh, trading up. Go ahead. 
We did trade up later in the draft. But well, I'm not talking about when it doesn't matter, but go ahead. Oh, I, I think we still got it. Whatever. I don't want to talk about the Vikings yet. That was not the point. Yeah, My I'm not point, uh, I don't want the draft picks. I want the draft trade. My point about this trade is it's one thing if you are, like, one guy away. Um, like, it's one thing if Houston is one guy away from, like, being a difference maker. They're not. Like, they are still a very, very bad football team. And why I think this was sort of a strange trade, as I'm trying to pull up exactly what it is, is my computer freezes on me, um, was they basically, like, traded future picks that they need to build a team that is still, like, incredibly, incredibly flawed. And I just don't really get what they're trying to accomplish. Yeah, but who'd they get with that pick? What? Who'd they get with the second pick? The second. Some like an they got Stroud, which is their own pick that they had, and then they traded back into the third pick and got an outside linebacker of like yeah. edge rush. Well, I mean, it's but interesting. But then they traded a first and a third next year. You're not telling me that Houston doesn't need another first round pick next year to be a competitive team. They don't have a first round pick next year now, as what is going to be probably. Here's how. Here's how. Here's how bad. Vegas expects that pick to be. Arizona is projected to have the first and second overall pick next year because one of them is them, who's going to be bad, and the other is Houston, who's going to be really bad. I just don't get I don't get it. Now, there are other teams I understand trading up. That specific scenario, they need that pick next year. It doesn't. It, they're not going to be any better immediately, and they're hemorrhaging a future and basically throwing away a year that they're not going to get any better. Yeah, that's probably... I mean, that could be true, but... But, I mean, I think Houston's defense is better than the Vikings. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know the Houston Texans defense up and down. I don't even but know them. If their defense was, if their defense was probably, I, I would be surprised. Now well, that's possible. I'm looking at their their. We had the worst defense their depth in the chart. league. I don't know who any of these guys are, but we had the worst defense in the league last year. And we've done, nothing, about we've done nothing to approve it. Well, the one thing you're you're missing is we have a way better defensive coordinator than last year, and that is a major improvement. Oh, that part's very true. There, there, there is certainly some so you can't say action by the Vikings. I don't know. I hate our draft pick, but let's we're not there yet. So. I don't want to get to the Vikings yet, and I I I, I think I'm with I'm with Sam that I, I listen. I don't think we have a top five defense, but I think it's going to be better for a lot of reasons. Well, it can't be worse. I, they were last. That's part of why it's got to be better. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I just don't get the Houston thing, in my opinion. That's I, I, It didn't make sense to me being a team that's that far away. From I don't Houston. disagree with it, but wouldn't you want a team that at least tried something? Uh, the Timberwolves uh, tried something, and you rip them to it every day. So uh, Okay, the Tim- <laughs> I tried something that was not even I don't close. think this was smart. I mean, to Sam's point. <laughs> not like, even close. The Timber- And by the way, I'm right. The Lakers are still playing. It wouldn't have even been in the playoffs. Uh, and, and, and I, I just, yeah, I mean, because the Lakers are still ex- playing, so they have the second greatest player of all time. Every expert in the world I just, said so that they're I, The only thing I'll say about you and these experts, like. Yeah. I didn't say they're winning the entire thing. You've never trust like you've never been a oh all the people on TV are kind kind of guy. You're you're using it to now your, I am because they respect. totally agree with yeah, me. Of course, that's my and point. I and again I'll I said it before, right when it happened. I'm not jumping on the bandwagon now saying it was stupid. I said it the second it happened. This was a disaster, but we'll we'll get there later. The Timberwolves are always going to be a disaster. So and that is negative, and I'll stand by that negative statement. Because they've proven nothing else. I hate the Lakers. I hope they get crushed. I just think the Lakers are where they are, and it has nothing to do with anyone other than LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And I know that. And I know that because the guys we're talking about literally existed together on a different team last year, and that team got bounced in the first round because they didn't have LeBron. Well, obviously they're a part of it, but they didn't have enough. They're all of it. They didn't have enough. No, they didn't have enough supporting talent to get into the playoffs until they made the trade not just were, for D'Lo the other guys too they had they, well, they Beasley even, doesn't even play anymore they weren't yeah, even I, sniffing the playoffs and they, the, they were always going to that's like kind of my point they were all it's not like they catapulted to the second seed they just got into the play and they beat us because they have LeBron and AD and that was all they needed you know who else has helped that they didn't have to go trade for 
Austin Reeves, that guy averaged eight points before the, the All-Star yeah. break. Had nothing to do with the trade deadline. They put him in the starting lineup for a, a set of games. He averaged 18 points down the stretch. You know who else helped? Rui Hachimura. They traded – they got him from I, someone else. Like, it, it – it, it, sure, those guys didn't hurt, obviously. But I, I just find it hard to believe that those were the difference makers, especially when D'Lo missed a bunch of time hurt. Well, I don't know. Whatever, we'll get to basketball let's later. Let's flip it, because the Timberwolves went straight in the tank after the trade. But that's fine. Go ahead. They were the exact same before no, they weren't. and after. They were, no, 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 no. They were the they were 500 seed. before, and they were they 500 were, after. They were the sixth seed, and then they went back. But that's And fine. they ended up in the seventh, Dad. They went back one spot. They only no, ended up they were nine. They were, they were like ninth or tenth. They were in the play-in. <laughs> they were uh, They were eighth. They were eighth. Okay, well, they they dropped. But they, those, those spots were separated by like halves of games. Like whatever, I know. They're, they I were was, a 500 I'm, team the I, whole year. Timberwolves were great. I was wrong. Go ahead. They're not. But let's this talk, is like this is the point football. I was making earlier. Like you can you can like I I find that season I I actually find the Wild and the Timberwolves seasons to be completely equal outcomes, but in an opposite way, which we'll get to. Okay, I want to go back to the draft. I think the Houston things weird. Anthony Richardson goes fourth to Indianapolis, which I think a lot of people thought he would be the quarterback that would that was going to fall. Thoughts on on Richardson in, in Indianapolis and and all of that. I what I everyone I listened to said that Indianapolis is going to take him. I mean, I think whether they're going to take him or not, I think that was a pretty big reach too, especially at four and. Um, did they draft another quarterback too? They kind. I think uh, Ursay made a, a joke about it. I don't know if he ended up actually. They, I don't know if they actually took one. I can. I yeah, can look I, it up. But, um, but I don't. I mean, yeah, uh, I think he's. Oh, no, they didn't. Ursay made a joke about it. I think. Yeah, I thought. So, I thought so, but. Um, I think I thought that was a pretty big reach. There, there's a span. So many quarterbacks went off the board early, and so maybe they're. They were maybe they were nervous about maybe trading back and getting him if they really wanted him, but um, yeah, I mean if that was their guy that they really wanted. Kudos to them, but I think that was a that was a pretty far reach. There's there's no doubt he's got he's that guy in the draft that there's always a guy in the draft every year that has the most natural talent. It's in a matter of can the team get it out of him or not. You look at a guy like Josh Allen, they got it out of him, obviously, but there's been plenty of you know scenarios and situations where they haven't been able to. So, you know, that'll be the question for the Colts is can they foster all this talent, athletic talent? And I think, and I, you know, he didn't have a great year at Florida in terms of output. So um, they have some work to do, but he's an exciting player, an exciting player. No, no less. So not like skipping through the middle rounds or the middle picks, but watching the coverage, it was weird this year at least it felt to me, how many times the commentary was like, well, I'm not really sure they should have picked him now. Like, I feel like that happened a lot. Uh, A couple examples being, I guess there's none in the first, like, seven or eight picks. But, like, as soon as the tackle the Bears picked, they were kind of – and the Bears had a weird trade in there, too. They were like, I don't know. He's, like, the third, fourth best tackle on the board at that point. All NFC North teams besides the Vikings got kind of ripped for their early picks, actually. Well, Detroit was ridiculous. I don't know what Detroit. It, it it it's like they're one of those teams very similar to the the Timberwolves. There's actually a guy I follow on Twitter that calls uh, the Timberwolves the basketball lions, which I think is very true. Uh, like as soon as they start to get something going, they get a little momentum, they do something good. People are behind them. They go and do something like this. But and the, take, Detroit was stupid. They have a running back. They have two running backs. They're going to pick one with the 12th pick and then trade one of them. And then in the 18th pick, they pick a linebacker that they probably could have gotten in the third round. Like yeah, I don't understand. Linebacker. I don't get what they were doing. Yeah, I mean, how, how do two Iowa linebackers go in the first round? <laughs> well, because one of them shouldn't have gone in the first round. Yeah. Um, but of course, I mean, and then you look at some other picks. I'm just flipping to the first round. Of course, somehow the best cornerback i mean the, the best one is the one that went in the first whatever with the fifth pick the guy to illinois witherspoon or whatever but then somehow for some reason washington takes cam dantzler i guess cam dantzler senior is actually his name right so cam dantzler jr emmanuel forbes he's a tall skinny corner from mississippi state and they have cam dantzler on the roster 
which means Christian Gonzalez, who is the consensus second best corner after Witherspoon, falls into New England's lap. Now, New England's still probably going to stink. But uh, and then the run on receivers begins. So four in a row. Smith Najigba goes 20. Quinton Johnston goes 21, which I thought was interesting. Zay Flowers, 23. Uh, and subtract one from everything I'm saying because uh, Miami didn't get the pick because of, ironically, Brian Flores and all of that. Or no, that no, this <laughs> no, was the that Brady was Tamper, the Brady pick. This was the Tamper. Brady pick. This is the Brady pick, excuse me. I get the Miami. Uh, which Brady's eventually going to be on their team when Tua yeah. gets his next concussion, so it will have at least been worth it. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. That's basically what they use that first round pick on was Tom yeah. Brady. Uh, yeah. That's right. I saw <clears throat> the Miami scandals confused. And then he falls to us at 24 slash 23, depending on how you look at it. Uh, and we take Addison wide receiver USC I, yeah. with with that pick. I know you two don't like it. So yeah. I'll let you guys go first. I just think when you have the and this isn't my opinion, it's factual. Um. When you have the worst defense in the league and you have two pretty good cornerbacks, corner, corner, sorry, my my allergies, cornerbacks sitting there, uh, you got to take one of them. I think there was only, there was only no, a, one other no, that went in the first it was, round. It was Jerry Porter and then that other dude from Maryland. Oh, I, I, I was just saying only one other. Oh, yeah, no, I get one of them ended up not going, but. That's what, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yes. I don't even, and I'm Some not people even thought saying, Porter was going to go earlier for sure. That's Yeah, what. yeah, yeah. Well, he went, wasn't it like the first pick of the. And he Well, yeah, but. I, I would have traded back. Not to up. go, not to go conspiracy. I'm sure Joey Porter is going to have a very good career, but if Pittsburgh's not picking with that pick, do you think he goes there? Probably not. I would have traded up to get him, but I know we don't trade up. We only trade back. That's just what we But I they didn't I, even I, trade back. Traded back like actually. ten. They did once, like ten picks in the third round. Uh, I think that they. I, I just think that's what they needed better, more. But whatever. I mean, they got a wide receiver. I think you can get those anywhere. But not, I mean, not a guy like Jefferson, obviously. But no, but I, you know, I. It, this guy, I think we don't exactly have a, a a wealth of receivers. No, we needed a receiver at some point, I, I but think, like you can get them anywhere. Is kind the of the Jets just signed seven free agents that you can well, find. They're so. just they're just they're the Rodgers castoffs that are now joining him. Randall Cobb, that guy's not going to go because Aaron Rodgers is his favorite. I don't understand the whole Jets. You live there. I I don't I don't think either. the Jets, I, I I think the Jets are a slam. I think no pun intended. Yeah, I don't think they're, they were Not so stink. good. I think they're going to be like a 500 team. Uh, their yeah. defense wasn't so great last year. We lit them up. I, we just couldn't get, stop them. Uh, we can get, yeah, which ironically, good. it's a good segue. We'll get to the Jets because I actually have thoughts on the Jets. Maybe yeah, we I don't, I don't get it. Briefly about I mean, that. they're better with Bart or with Rodgers, obviously. But. Sam, your your thoughts on, on Addison? Uh, I, I don't know how everyone likes it so much. Um, I feel like Pete, the, everyone likes it so much just because he was literally the last receiver left. So it's, we literally couldn't, if we were taking a receiver, we couldn't have screwed up the pick because there weren't any options. Uh, but I do not like the pick for I mean, our team. As Dez mentioned, we have no defensive backs except the guy we signed, Murphy. We have no defense because everyone is either getting old or leaving us, including Zadarius Smith. There's no chance he's playing for us next year. But we signed, uh, we signed a defensive end, too. Starting to, we signed Davenport, so yeah, but I mean, you know, well, Smith's gone, and you know, uh, Hunter's gonna be hurt the entire year, and we'll probably request a trade. And so, this is your chance with a new defensive coordinator for him to pick his guy in the first round and start putting the pieces together for his defense. And we completely blew that, right? Um, and like that said, I think we could have easily signed a free agent to be equivalent of Jordan Addison's production because I don't think he's going to be Justin Jefferson in year one, and then we can get another receiver next year. But I mean, is he that much um, better than uh, who's the guy we do have? Uh, KJ Osborne. I yeah, think he is. No. I mean, those guys couldn't get. I mean, those. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But KJ Osborne had a good be. year. I thought, but he I had a good year because, like, just by default, I think they just threw the ball so much because we were, yeah. you know. We're, they just threw the ball. Or if we were going to do that, why didn't we trade Delvin Cook and the first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins? They can't. I actually looked this up. They can't trade Cook until June. Otherwise, we have to. All right. Well, this is what you do. You tell them, hey, let's do this trade. Yeah. We're going to draft who you want, yeah. and then we'll exactly. trade him after. 
Yep. I, I don't think yeah. I have a feeling the, the NFL GMs aren't into handshake deals. But yeah, you I actually looked it up. The same thing is true about Smith. Neither of them can be traded until post June first. Otherwise we have to hold on to their whole cap hits, I guess. And why same is we, true if we cut them, but why are we trading these guys? Why don't we need them? Well, I don't think we need Cook. I, w- I wouldn't trade Smith. I'm just saying those are the two guys that there were rumors about, and those, their contracts are similarly structured. Now, neither contract was really a, a Quessy contract, which I'm sure he's still sort of like, Spielman, what are you doing, man? But uh, Although, to be fair, we didn't have a second-round pick because of Hawkinson, which I'd take him over a second-round pick. Oh, well, yeah, I so, think that one, that's fair. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to agree and disagree with you guys. I'm going to agree that I personally would have also gone defense. I think it was probably what they needed to say. I think there are certain positions they're aging on, but I think we're we're making up the, the age thing to be a little overblown, actually. Um, they made their priority free agent signings run defense. Their next three picks were all defense. So they know, but I probably would have gone defense in the first round as well i'm not surprised they didn't and i'm not surprised because they spent so much draft capital on defense last year and all of those guys except for awesome or awesome i don't know how you pronounce it who played well in in a smallish role all three of those secondary guys that they drafted in the first four rounds all got hurt and i think they believe and i be, and i don't think they would have gone to this draft without picking a corner or a safety in the first round without thinking this they believe those guys are going to come back healthy and come back impactful. And actually, one of them, Evans, to be fair, was playing well before he got 17 concussions. Now so get another one, but they signed a replacement. So I would have gone defense. I'm not surprised they didn't. But I do think Addison and having a true number two receiver with Thielen gone uh, is really important. Because we saw how many times did we see last year that teams just double, triple team Jefferson and then kind of what do we do? You know, those are the games we got absolutely blown out in. Or even Jefferson has huge games. And he's got guys all over him. He's taking big hits all over the place. Like, it will alleviate a lot of pressure. Hawkinson started to do that. The reality is, just like you need two corners, you need two receivers. And I don't believe we had a second one. KJ's great, but he doesn't play the position the same as Addison, I think, will complement Jefferson as well. Now, again, I agree. I would have gone defense as well but I still think it's a pretty good pick. It's not an A-plus knock-it-out-of-the-park pick, but I'm, I think he's going to be good. Speaking of Cook, um, I, I find this is how pathetic I think the Vikings are. They, they Their seventh-round pick was on a on a running back from, where was he, University of Alabama, or Birmingham, UAB. Alabama. All of a sudden, they can't believe we got him. Should have would have picked him in the first round if they. I mean, this guy is the this guy is like a, I would have thought he won the Heisman the way they're talking about him, and it makes Cook just you know expendable. He's a seventh round draft pick. Uh, it's give me a break. Here's my take on on running backs. Jesus. Well, I get. I'm not going to disagree with you on it. But I'm just saying. Come on, it, we got we got the guy in the seventh round. He's not the next coming. Dear God. It, it's. I I agree with that. I don't know why people are making him out to be like Barry Sanders. I think he's probably pretty good, but who knows? It is a tough, tough life for running backs in the NFL. Yeah. Now, I, I actually do think Cook is – we talked about a lot last year. I think he's over the hill. I don't think he's the same. He can't carry the ball as often as he needs to, as we he used to. I'm not a big Madison truther. I think he's fine at best. And I do think you need to think about what happens after Cook. Now, it is insane that a guy that has had the production of Cook can realistically be, quote-unquote, replaced by a fifth or sixth or even seventh-round draft pick, but that is the reality of the NFL in 2023. That is why DeAndre Swift only garnered a fourth-round pick. Like, it is just crazy. No, I get that. It's crazy. That just the, the outlook of the position in the NFL is crazy, but that would be to your point, like a consensus feeling by drafting and uh, anal- an- I also analytics uh, analysts. Crazy. They picked yeah. a quarterback. We'll see if uh, that's all. Oh my God. Well, that's the other problem. We're still never going to win with Cousins, so anything major. And I know this is his last year, so it doesn't matter. But. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not, I, you got to pick a quarterback to fill out your practice squad and whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, who cares? Yeah. Fifth round, he had two fifth rounders. So, 
Uh, I, I overall was happy with the draft. They did go uh, defense, and they went with guys that, from what I read, seemed to fit well in what Flores wants to do. Um, they're, he calls them multiple. I'm going to use the word versatile. Um, do a lot of things. I'm a big, like, if you play a good competition, that matters, you know? Like, two guys from USC, two guys from LSU. Yeah, could they mix it up a little more? Jesus. Yeah. That was a, kind of a trend in this year's draft. A lot of teams yeah. were picking same guys from the same or different guys from the same school. I feel Listen. like they didn't have enough money and they only went and watched a couple teams. LSU, LSU works. It's worked for the Vikings. It just has. So it was, I, I don't know how many USC guys they have. They've had a lot of UCLA guys that have worked. Uh, you know, it works. Stick with it. Um, and then meanwhile, the other two guys are from like BYU and UAB, which is pretty funny. Okay. Uh, moving on from the draft, because now somehow we, we only have like 10 minutes left. Uh, basketball or hockey, I'll let you guys pick. Actually, I want to go hockey first, because I want to make sure we also talk about the fact that Boston completely blew it. Can't we just uh, can't we just say what we said last year for the Wild? Do you remember? Do you want to just insert that? Nothing's different. I, I don't know if I have the, the tape. <laughs> I feel like nothing's different. No. The, the, the only thing. thing I will say that is definitely different is last year, it, it was the penalty kill, obviously, but it, it was not like – it was a, a full, in a way, system meltdown. Kaprizov played terribly. Uh, who knows if he was hurt or what was going on there. Injuries were a much bigger story this year. I think if this showed us nothing else, it showed us how important Erickson, Erickson Eck is to this team, which I think we all sort of knew, but to see it play out like that is I mean, pretty, pretty striking. If that's is there ever a Minnesota? I mean, injuries in Minnesota. That just it's what we do. We are Minnesota, as I keep saying. I mean, we do injuries. You name the sport, we do injuries. It's crazy. I mean, I don't know the reason. I'm not blaming anyone. It's just that's what we do. We do injuries. It's crazy. I um. I, I, there's no excuse for the Wild. It, it, it uh, second year in a row. 2-1 lead, and then just get absolutely embarrassed game after game. No. I mean, what a good, we talked about it a lot last or two weeks ago whenever we did the last show is that if they would, if they could just stay disciplined and stay out of the, stay out of the sin bin, they would be, they would have won, win the series in five games and they kept taking horrible penalties where the refs were maybe some bad calls or not, but they fed into the refs. They let the refs control them and control the game. They completely let the refs get in their head and take them out of the game. And good teams, good playoff teams won't do that. So the Flino thing in the very first five minutes of the game, that gave away the series. And so yeah, Totally. And it's not just – there were some bad calls for sure. But, like, this isn't fa- – first off, Faber might have been the best player on the ice, which is nice to see. Um, this isn't Faber or Boldy. Like, it's not these young rookies, second, third-year guys taking penalties. Like, Felino needs to know better. He's out there skating around trying to take people's heads off, and he's getting called for penalties from the start of the whole series, and he just never changed. And it just totally takes the momentum away. You could tell when they he went out that one game, it was over, and then you could almost tell that the series was over. Right. Um, and it, 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 he's a guy that needs to know better. Now, to be fair to somebody who I have probably – Probably the guy I have talked the most negatively about on this show since we've been doing it. Matt Dumba played incredibly well down yeah. the stretch. He played well in the playoffs, and it was probably the end of his career as a Minnesota Wild, and it ended a period earlier with a concussion, which kind of sucks for him no. all the time he gave. And so I, did, I, I don't know him an apology because he was still bad for most of the time, but he was very good. And I, To your point, like, the I, defense overall was really good. I mean, the but they were constantly put on – the, the penalty kill. Yeah. They're all constantly playing men men down. Um that like the the forwards, Boldy, Kirill, Zuccarello, Hartman, I understand they're all playing with some injuries, but they didn't perform at all. So I mean to your point, Dumba played well. All pretty much every D played well. And and I think another thing to recognize of those guys, not just the injuries, is like and again, we at some point you need to be professionals, you need to bring your game, like you have to get through this stuff. But like it's hard to probably, I have to think, get in a bit of a rhythm as like a skilled offensive player. And like, you're you're constantly on the penalty kill, and you're switching up lines because a guy's hurt. I don't know. Maybe the last game, 
besides the last game, did they go a whole game with their whole roster? It felt like every other game, at least somebody was hurt, got kicked out, this, that, the other. So I have to imagine that sort of gets in people's well, and At some point, you need to have a little more resolve, obviously. And two, Dallas, Robertson did only score in the first and last game. He wasn't playing that well. Pavelski was out pretty much the whole series. Like Their top players, second wasn't unreal. Their top players weren't playing that well either, but they got they had guys that step up, and we we didn't have those guys step. Well, up, it's so. literally I, I, you could almost boil it down to like six or seven faceoffs that we lost, and they scored like seven seconds later. You know, if you win a couple of those, it's a maybe a whole different series. Again, another reason they. I, I don't want you. I don't yeah. want you guys to have to get negative. But do you ever just go? This is ridiculous that all of our teams go through this. I mean. No, I, I, that's it's it's ridiculous. ridiculous. It's, it's actually. When, go ahead, Sam. I was gonna say when uh, it you, you think it's you say it's ridiculous, and then you see the uh, the graphic on Twitter or whatever that goes around, and uh, from a from a, if you back down, if you just hear the thing, oh, Minnesota has advanced past the first round since 2015. Who knows how? Many, but then you look at the graphic, and we've literally gone on the playoffs every single year since 2015, Wait, and haven't gone past the first round. How about the it's, fact they've lost like 14 of 16 home games? Yeah, I think it's 14 and 19, I think it is. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's just, I'm not even being negative. It's just what we do. No, Which I, is well, insane, too, because on, on that note, the the Wild, Timberwolves, and Twins all play on the same night. There's 20K at the Timberwolves and Wild games, who are at the exact, literally the exact same time. And then there's... There was, ten, there was like 10, 15K at the Twins game. And crappy is, weather sitting outside. I mean, and crappy weather. So. I mean, to lose 14 and 19 home playoff games, that is – that's mind-boggling how yeah. bad that is. And it's not like we're getting 3,000 people. The place is packed and going crazy. And Absolutely that's a thing – and I'm going to use this as a twofold comment. One, to go back to my comments two weeks ago, and two, to segue nicely into the Timberwolves. So thank you for bringing that up. You're like, that's why you're a pro. Yep. Uh, I think that was I, me, but okay. I well, Dad asked the question of. I'm no, not I know. Guys naked. You're, no, you're no. more of a pro than either of us. You're multitasking over there. Um. Yeah, I'll I put my I'll put my gerbil away for a second. No, you're fine. I 100% agree. It's incredibly disappointing to have these outcomes. That was never what I was saying. But I think the fact that fans still come out and still go to the game goes back to what I was saying of, like, you could be disappointed in the end of the season, but you can still have fun along the way and enjoy the game at the moment, and that's why I watch. And now, to to segue that into the Timberwolves, I feel very different about these teams, even though they have the same outcome, and here's why. One, I was incredibly disappointed with the Timberwolves' regular season performance. I was actually... I think the Wild overachieved in the regular season. I don't think the Wild were more than an average hockey team at best, and they somehow scored it. They somehow got 100 plus points. The Timberwolves have too much talent to be a 500 basketball team. But they're, blame injuries or whatever, blame coaching probably, blame trying to figure out Gobert. You can't really blame the lack of draft picks yet, but like blame a lot of things over there. But I thought they were going to be very good, and I thought the Wild were going to be not very good. And they were both, and and the opposite was true. I had opposite regular season feelings about those two teams. In the playoffs, it flipped. I think, yes, they lost in five games to Denver. But, like, Phoenix, who is, like, one of the odds-on favorites for a while to win the whole thing, they're down 2 nothing to Denver. Like, that's a really good team. And we were down McDaniels. We were down Nas. We were down Kyle for our last game, slow-mo. They put up a fight, and I think they deserve at least a little credit for that. Now, they should have never been in that position, and that's the disappointing point. But I think the playoff performance was better than we're giving it credit for. On the flip side, the Wild, brutal playoff performance. And then you look at both of their futures moving forward. Who knows what's going to happen with the Timberwolves? But I think the Wild are at the start of what can be a really promising handful of years. They have anywhere from the first to the fifth best prospect pool depending on who you ask. You have a lot of young players, a lot of young stars. Now, they have to get there, and it's going to probably be – I don't think they're going to be any better next year. I think they'll be worse. We'll do a more bit of a preview when we know how some of these free agents shake out. So I feel very weird about those two teams because I had completely opposite reactions to their seasons, but they had the exact same outcome. The so only like, chance really 
the Wild have. The only chance, because we are Minnesota, we do what we do, and we know how it's going to end. We just do. But the only slight chance is, at least in the NHL, anything can happen. It doesn't, it's not, it doesn't matter. It's not run by three or four players and two or three teams and Stephen A. Smith like the pathetic NBA is. So at least we know the Wild are going to choke. We know the Wild aren't going to do anything. But there's a glimmer of hope because you don't know ahead of time which three teams are going to be there at the end. NBA, I don't care what the Timberwolves do. I don't care who they get rid of, keep. I don't care if they have Pat Riley as their coach. We know they're not going to compete with the really good teams. They just yeah, because they don't have LeBron and AD. But, um, see what I did there? No, I joking joking aside, that's why I was so disappointed in the regular season for the Wolves. Because you know that they're not going to ever pull it all off. So if you're going to watch the regular season, that underperforming was hard to watch. Whereas the Wild, again, you know they might choke in the playoffs. You know they're probably not good enough to really make a deep cup run. But they had an incredible season for the talent they have. For the Wild, what I think they realistically need to do is they need to foster as much of that young talent as they can for the next one to two years until those buyouts are off the books. It's going to sound bad. What I think really has to happen is I, I think next year, maybe the year after, they have to have a bad year for two reasons, three reasons maybe. One, they can offload some of the guys who will be aging a bit for picks and assets. Two, it'll give them an excuse to fire Dean, who I think is a fine but not great coach. And three, it'll give them a good draft pick heading into what will be the true kind of window that they have to succeed in. And so I think that's sort of the outlook. We'll know more as they sort of sign some guys. But flipping back to the Wolves in the NBA, what do you, like, it's such a hard year to, like, have any sort of dialogue about because of all the weird crap that happened. And to your point, at the end of the day, like, we don't have LeBron. We don't have AD. We don't have KD. We don't have Giannis, who I guess they lost too. It's a bad example. Oh, we're we paying don't have two guys like we have them, though. What? We're paying two guys like we have. Super yeah, well, yeah, that's the, the weird structure of NBA contracts. It sort of is what it is. Can I make I, an apology? Sure. I apologize to the Timberwolves because I, when they made this trade, said it was the, it was up there with the worst trades ever made. And I do stand by that. But the, the trade the Twins made for the greatest hitter in can't. I can't, I can't right let now, you get into this too deep. I'm just telling you right now before you go off on your ramp because we have like 30 seconds to a minute. Is the wor- I'm glad I got it in then. That is the worst trade. A second-rate pitcher from Miami that we could have signed in free agency from anyone to a guy that might hit 700 this year. Great trade, win. Because our offense is so good without him. All right, I'm done. Okay, well, I guess. And, and you're the one that's going to yell at And by the way, I didn't even have time to rip Ryan Myers. Tune in next week, because I'm not done I'm with I'm going to have to cut that out. But, I'm going to have to cut that out. We're all the time.